I guess it was because my sister said it that I trust in her. And then I realized that the news were real because had anyone else told me, I would have refused to believe that <laughs> I would have just refused to believe the news. Yes. Um, mm. I was quite sad for a while. Well, maybe for 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I yep. had to sit, I had to sit down and process the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah how how did you how did you react to the news? Oh, I was surprisingly sad. sad. Mm, well, me too. I didn't really expect to care that much, but it felt <laughs> like it feels like the end of something, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes, that's because it was the end of something. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly was. Mm. Yeah, just... uh, me too. I was more affected than than well. See, no, I mean, was I expecting? Well, I mean. I was not surprised that I felt sad, but I was surprised the extent to which I felt sad. Hmm. Yeah. Felt yeah, very so human as a moment, you know, the family arriving and stuff. I, I don't know. It just felt very, very personal and very real and very sad. Sad mm. time for the family. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I heard some news that I think they were running out of things to talk about. And they said that the British Embassy in Washington, D.C., had opened its doors to uh, visitors who wanted to pay their respects, and dozens of people had signed the visitors' book that morning alone. I thought, this isn't really news, is it? <laughs> Literally dozens, you see. <laughs> Literally dozens. Wow. Which presumably means less than a hundred. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she was an active participant in colonialism. I have to point that out. I don't think she was an active participant in anything, was she? Oh, she well, I mean, if you condone something in such a highly ceremonial and public ritual way. No, I see what you mean. Yeah, I feel she like was, you're quite active then. She simply did whatever the government told her to, didn't she? Yeah. Well, she never prevented anyone from gaining independence, though. So not yeah. publicly, anyway. <clears throat> Maybe in private. I don't know what she did in private. But... We- She's overseen the complete deconstruction of the British Empire, hasn't she? Well, I think too late, Lizzie. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't she wasn't alive when it was in time though. <laughs> can't, can't blame her personally. Uh, that's okay, you're allowed to mention colonialism. Thank you. Speaking of which hmm. I'm in, I'm ready. Great. Will we be playing God Save the Queen as the entry music to honour Her Majesty? It would somehow be appropriate, wouldn't it? Would it? And would we be um, <laughs> I think that's a hard sell for Laura. <laughs> seven minutes of silence, <laughs> one minute for each decade of service? <laughs> I think that's a very good idea. <laughs> I think I'm just going to play this over you now. So you haven't said anything. <laughs> Very good. (laughs) Well, it's been a long time coming, uh, but Laura, you chose the bounty this week. I did. How exciting. See, it's been a long time coming. I would say it's been a very short time coming. (laughs) Like 70 years too short. A long, long time. (laughs) Since they created this movie in 1986, uh, (laughs) that started the road to us having this discussion. And uh, yeah. The Bounty. The Bounty. And you broke up the Cardinal Rule of Film Club, Michael. Tell me you were enjoying it. <laughs> yes. Michael. I'm sorry. I sent you a message very early on just because I, I, I feel like it, if there's ever been any strife and uh, trouble in this film club, it is the increasing social division between bounty lovers and bounty haters. And and I feel that it was, uh, it, it was a... It's a big decision when we pick another bounty film, um, and I wanted to back you up on that decision. So I just sent Laura a quick message saying I'm I'm, I'm loving this so far. That was what? early on, though. Yeah, and I I have complex opinions on this film. How did As you like it, Laura? Also, like from the beginning, was like, oh, this is brilliant. This is a bit. That um, slowly by the end, I was like, hmm, actually, yeah. Yeah. Not not so not hundred percent sold. Mm. Not the be- not the film I remember. Ah, I don't really okay. remember much, but having now seen the nineteen sixty two version, just what could compare? Honestly. <laughs> I quite <laughs> agree. What could compare? 
Claire, how how did you experience the bounty? <laughs> this was my favourite mutiny on the bounty no. oh genre God. of film. Okay. Well, that's of a all the mutinies on all the bounties, <laughs> this was my favourite one to watch. Okay, that's interesting. This that's is going to be good. Uh, how about you, Fernando? Hmm, I think I concur with uh, with Claire. Um, I think this one was my favourite. Well, it's my favourite so far. Um, also, the easiest to watch. I did not even have to turn on the subtitles. Um, okay. Um, but is that then, because we know the story by heart now, though? Yeah, maybe I, I knew the script by heart. Um, what else? I also read the Wikipedia article for the film, and it turns out that these are not the only three movies that Don't have been made of the story. I mean, there are two others. Um, so I just feel like we have to watch them now. Yeah. We've come this far. Well, we have to go to the finish line. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> okay, so two people saying best bounty film so far. Does that mean you like it? That doesn't mean it? that it is good, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That's that's a subtle distinction. <laughs> <laughs> what What do you reckon, Claire? Good film? Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was quite good. Um, in fairness, yep. I did quite like the first film we watched. Oh yes, yes. Whatever that. one that was, Clark Gable. Yeah. That was just yeah. called Mutiny on the Bounty. Mutiny yeah, the on one the that, Bounty, 1935. The one that didn't have Prince Philip in it. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's Fletcher Christian. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was um, it was a little slow. Um, I did feel a lot, of, the, a lot of, of it dragged out. But I liked the format. I liked the, the, start, the opening and the trial and telling the story that way. And I liked that they tried to... Tell us something about Bly's motivation rather than just being, mm. oh, the captain's a dickhead and mm. Fletcher Christian's not film. Um, at least they tried to get into it a little bit. Um, I guess we a had a very different nose, Bly. But yeah, I, it, was, it was good. Maybe Great. good. On the verge of good. Interesting. Good adjacent. Yeah, <laughs> like, like 315. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, Fernando, good film or just the best of a bad bunch? Mm, well, I just don't know. Um, mm, I like that it was different from from the previous ones. Um, yeah. And I feel like I'm now invested in the in, in the history of the bounty. Um, mm, I need to know news. more now. Oh, fantastic news. Um, um, I've read that this is the most historically accurate um, film. Um, I'm also wondering why was this why was this a story that needed to be told several times? Why was this chosen to be made into a film five times? Um, mm. This feels like it's so important and perhaps as important as the Bible. Mm. And I well, wish to know... You said it. Uh, I, I wish to know why. As in, what, why was this episode so... Why was this episode in history so important? Yeah. And I think we we could see why from from just the drama and the excitement of, of these films that we've seen. That, that idea of a a group of men pushed to breaking point, but also a, a slight historical mystery that we'll never really know which of these was the true account. You know, ha- how hard did Bly push them? Mm. Um, and how how noble were the motives of the mutineers? How well did they treat the Tahitians? Um, yeah, or, there's a, a lot of open questions here that we can speculate and we can say something from our historical knowledge, but we never quite know. And so that it's that tantalizing filling in of a historical blank that I, I think is what's what makes it interesting for me. Open question. Hmm. An open question. Can questions be closed? Yes, I guess they can. When they're fully <laughs> answered. Hmm. When is a question ever fully answered? 
Yeah, for something like uh, Ben-Hur, I think that gave us the definitive answer to what happened to Jesus. Oh, fair enough then. <laughs> Can <laughs> answer be... Ma- maybe not. <laughs> Closed and open at the same time. Ah, like a set. <laughs> um, right. How, how do we dig do we into begin? this then? I don't know. Um, first who's team Bly? Who's team Christian? Oh, who's team Bly? Who's team Christian? Um, could anybody be Team Christian in this film? Good question. I wasn't. Um, <clears throat> I could see how you could be. Oh, he was awful. Yeah, well, well, he fell in love with someone, which was stupid, um, <laughs> given the circumstances. <laughs> but I suppose can't necessarily be helped. But yeah, Bly started treating him really badly and being really awful to him. And then he responded to that maybe overreacted hmm. to that but so did Bly to what Christian was doing hmm. but Bly surely tried to be gentle tried to give him the best chance he could right did he yeah he, he, he let him away with a lot and he said yeah would you please join me for dinner and he said no and he said join me for dinner we need like and then during that dinner said you know I, I can forgive this we can forget about it. He gave him all of the... He extended a lot of olive branches and Christian didn't take any of them. Yeah. Um, he did perhaps take it too far. Yeah, I just think that maybe Bly was being unreasonable in his requests. Like the, okay, yeah, asking him to come on board for dinner maybe doesn't seem like that big a deal, but the way he phrased it was like, You've not been, you've not dined with me in in months. It was very, very jealous and petulant. I'd be a bit like, well, stuff you. I'm going to stay here with my pregnant wife. Um, hmm. If you're going to be all petty like that, um, yeah, yeah I, I don't think I don't think he was particularly awful. I didn't think so. Okay, it hmm. seemed that he he abandoned all of his um, all of his responsibilities. He had a he had a duty of loyalty to his captain and to the ship that he, which would have been especially keenly felt in the time period. Um, and he just, just fucked the whole thing off without any real reason. Like um, I said, though, that's kind of his fault. He should have had more. I think he realized that going on. He'd lost hmm. control. You know, he'd hmm. let them all slip into that way of living, which was always going to be very difficult to get them back on board a, a boat. Yeah. That's their fault still though. He Yeah. Yeah, perhaps he'd have been wiser to to be a bit stricter with them, but in the end it was this the strictness that uh that caused them to to mutiny. Well, it was him trying to regain control that caused the problem. Mm. If he'd kept yeah. control from the start, it wouldn't have been so bad. But then that would have involved him telling them they're not allowed to go and see the dancing and they're not allowed to you know, hang out with all the beautiful women on the island and eat the fruit and stuff. And it, it, He's it would captain, have been though, very to tough. Yeah. It seemed like they all had unlimited shore leave. So mm. if I was a Navy captain, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd have wanted to be able to do that. Um, yeah, it would, what it would be very about? cruel, to, or it would seem very cruel to have them, because they were there for months, Um to have them sleeping on the ship and everything in this yeah, beautiful paradise in the heat. Yeah. I I could I could really identify with with mm. Bly in that. And yes, it was good after all that we've talked about, you know, twice about how uh Bly was has been misportrayed in these different adaptations and actually he was one of the one of the kindest and most lenient officers in the navy at the time. Mm. Uh, to have this picture of him actually losing control because he was too lenient is so different from what we saw in those those first two films we watched, and I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, yeah I found that was that one a of the best plausible as a story. Mm. Well, I thought, yeah. So I thought they gave Bly great motivation for everything he did. Mm. You know, like I could really fits with his character all that. But that, what I thought they didn't fill out was Christian motivation mm. well enough. It was just a bit. I don't know. Why are you doing yeah. any of this? You're just being you just don't like being shouted at. Is that your Yeah, it's just being petulant and being aggressive and we didn't 
we didn't get enough time with him to see what was going on in his head, did we? Mm. Yeah, that's what I thought this version didn't do well enough, the justification for the mutiny. Yeah. Like, the last two were very clear. This one felt like an overprivileged man just taking it badly that he was being shouted at a lot. Yeah. And maybe that's the truth of the matter. I mean, he was yeah, yeah, 21-year-old from, I think we're meant to think, pretty a sort of upper-class background. Um, maybe he was just a bit of a child, a bit petulant. Mm. Uh, yeah. Apparently, eyewitness accounts to the mutiny said that uh, Fletcher Christian was, was extremely agitated mm. during the mutiny. And I think... Uh, I think Mel Gibson's performance captured that. He just he was just losing his mind. Mm. Um, but it wasn't as satisfying to watch, was it? It wasn't as, <laughs> as interesting a character portrayal, just someone getting really angry because it's hot and throwing the captain off. Um, yeah, you're not rooting for them to mutiny in this one. No. Or I wasn't. Well, from the very start, we... We see the mutineers. Uh, we've complained in these, these previous ones about how much the mutineers have been uh, sort of glamorized. Um, in this, they were a real gang of thugs, weren't they? We saw right from the the very start of the film where, like, they get into that fight and they end up just beating up, beating the shit out of that guy while they play the fiddle, so the officers don't find out. Um, yeah, just just awful, evil bullies, and that again made us feel very differently about about Bly and and how hard he was pushing them yeah yeah i thought that was very good exposition you know like foreshadowy yeah set up the characters very clearly didn't it yes it did which i think is again like they did, they did that to try and be realistic these were not proper sailors that they had they were you know press gra- press ganged or released yeah. from prison recently and stuff like that it was yeah, Doomed to fail bunch. from the beginning. Well, I still quite liked them though. Like I liked Liam Neeson. Um, yeah. Even uh, though so I didn't around. understand most of the stuff that he did. <laughs> so Liam Neeson <laughs> was one of the ones, one of the first ones that Churchill. escaped, right? Yeah. Yeah, Churchill. Yeah, I didn't like him, but he. It seemed I thought he yeah played the character well. Yeah, I thought he was quite compelling. I couldn't really bring myself to care that much, though. Mm. We um, never, well, neither did the film. We never even found out what happened to him. No. No, there was a lot we sort of left untouched, wasn't there? Um, what happened on all these other islands? We sort of get this two-minute scene where Bly's getting like bothered by the, the islanders on this other place, and the mutineers just sort of sail around for a bit and swear at each other and then eventually land. Um, yeah, it really lost pace for me after they did the mutiny. Yeah, I just didn't really care about anything after that. Mm. Anyone else um, get bored towards the end of this film? Yeah, I got quite bored at points. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've seen it twice. <laughs> yeah. But th- those other films, there was some kind of conflict. You know, shall we burn the ship? Um, yeah, Where shall we land? What can we do? Whereas this one, it, I hated it. It, was a, it seemed like a particularly manufactured thing where we had the the men were maybe going to mutiny against Christian as well and actually the situation was like right we can't go anywhere or we're going to die Fletcher Christian's got an idea about somewhere they could go no one else has any idea at all Mm. and yet they're all being like oh shit Christian if you if this doesn't work out you're for it and like glaring at him and him having to stay awake with a gun pointed at them to to get them to go to this island. But what if he just said, okay, what's your idea? Um, <laughs> this this is my secret island I've discovered. Where's yours? I, but they, they didn't even address that. It just seemed like, oh, let's just show that it's fraught on board and, and let's come up with a story that makes it sound fraught. Uh, yeah, I wasn't, wasn't that interested. Well, the rest of the mutineers wanted to go back to Tahiti, right? Yeah. Uh, which oh, is, is ridiculous. that right? Yeah, which I mean, they'd been slung off Tahiti, and that was the very first place everyone was going to go looking for them. Now, mind I see you, your point in real there. life, like six, how many of them? Like sixteen of them did stay on Tahiti. Hmm. Yeah, and they were all hanged, right? <laughs> oh, uh, I think only four were hanged. Four were hanged. I can't remember what happened to the rest. Something happened to the rest. I think two just died. Maybe 
Yeah. A few were pardoned. A few of them were the ones who wanted to go with Bly but couldn't. So they obviously oh, yeah. Um But yeah, they must have had like 12 who mutinied, who decided to stay on to. And I think, yeah, most of them just got recaptured. Yeah. Wait, they were so I'd, have, I'd have liked a bit more of that. By the British government? Yeah. I think so. Wow. So they were taken back to England, judged, and found, I guess, guilty of a crime? Yes. Mutiny. But then I thought they were people who did not want to participate in the mutiny and simply couldn't go with Captain Bly because there were no more, there was no more oh, yes. space. They were so pardoned. some of them as well. They they weren't and, hanged, they were pardoned. Okay. But they still but had to go back in the prison. To stay. Like the young officer, he like he said, I'm going to stay here. Um as as Bly not Bly, Christian was leaving. Um a few of them said, I'm just gonna wait here to face justice or whatever. Which seemed yeah. like a strange decision. So, being, uh, are they called Marines? Being a Marine, being a person of the Royal Navy, um, it's not like any other, a sailor. Um, it's not like any other job where you can just decide when you want to quit. No, uh, I don't no. think so. Hmm. I think you're you're signed on for a, a voyage at least. Um but what if you but, really yeah, I like think a lot the, of them, they, the, they had the, press gangs. What if you really like the place where you're going and then you fall in love and it's just so far away and you really want to stay there? Then you have to commit mutiny. Mm. <laughs> but that didn't happen very often. <laughs> I think people just had miserable lives where they didn't get to do the things that they wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. You have to I make see. sure the ship gets back. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. It was quite on the nose the the conclusion of the film, which is that the courts exonerated uh exonerated Captain Bly with a big speech. Um and it it felt almost like in that, that first film where they put the put the text up on yeah. the screen saying this is the moral of the story. We need to <laughs> um Yeah, it was very clear it was like they said if you didn't get what we've trying to be, <laughs> been trying to say with this film, here is Lawrence Olivier to, to really rub it in and explain <laughs> Captain Bly was not to blame. Oh, lovely Bly. Hmm. There's a little tear running down his face, swelling music. <laughs> <laughs> Very difficult to be like, what a bad egg this time, eh? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a bit difficult not to laugh at him sometimes, though. His performance was kind of all over the place. Oh, do you think? I thought he did very well. It, it, was, it was good a lot of the time, but sometimes I, I thought, <laughs> did he overdo it a bit? Sort of hammed it up. I'm replacing Mr. Fryer with Mr. Christian, who will now act as executive second in command with the rank of acting second lieutenant. Mr. Fryer, come back here. Mr. Fryer, sir, come back here! We'll dismiss when I have done with you, sir. Do you hear me? This is an outrage. Mr. Fryer. In all my years at sea. Your years at sea? Good Lord, man. If I'd known your nature, I would not have accepted you as boatswain of a river barge. Must I suffer this before the... You will suffer my correction whenever you're at fault, sir. What fault? Don't damn your eyes, man! You turned your back on me! Oh, for that I apologise. Very well. But I protest. You protest, do you? I am master of the boat. And I, sir, am commander! By law! I am the first! Do you understand? God damn your height! And now you may dismiss, sir. <laughs> Mr. Fryer, come back here, sir. <laughs> the, the, it's incredible, salty sailor talk. <laughs> Turn your back on me, man. God damn your eyes, sir. <laughs> uh, but he just—he really kept that up. Like there was a lot of that in this film. <laughs> the, the mutiny scene was just chaos. I couldn't believe oh, it. Oh yeah, just... I know. I was. Now! 
Mr. Christian, I appeal to you, sir. But aside this madness, and all be forgotten, I can eat my words. It's too late. It's too late. Think of my family and my friendship. Think of my wife. I am in hell! Hell, sir! Why are you being so damned reasonable now? All of them just scream, I am in hell! I'll run you through, damn your blood! Um, it was, it just felt quite, uh, okay, yeah, it would have been a chaotic time, but you need to give us something we can cling on to. Um, it's like, I don't know, in crappy fantasy films, when there's a battle they'll just like shake the camera around lots and just have loads of just carnage on the screen and then in lord of the rings the two towers they have this like well constructed battle where they show you helms deep and they progress the story and there's there's excitement but there's they stage it enough that you can follow what's going on and do something with it and Mm -hmm. I, i felt like that was what i needed from the particularly um trevor howard and marlon brando giving these little soliloquies while they were, yeah, while this mutiny was going on. And it was all a little bit slower and a little bit more controlled. And that that made for something I could follow a bit better. <laughs> you got the sense that they were really pleased with themselves. So they're like, oh, yeah, what a, what a moment of emotion. <laughs> yes. Dance. <laughs> I, it felt like somebody Dreadful. had nailed it. And then someone else was like, hmm, could we just turn <laughs> it up a little bit more? <laughs> Let's have him shout a bit longer. Do you know what? Put some eye makeup on him so he looks really, really pissed off. Um, yeah, I don't know. A bit much. I did like Bly's accent, though. However, <laughs> he was cowardly and insubordinate. I did not put that further. He died. <laughs> Go around the horn. Oh. <laughs> uh. He was all right, but I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, Anthony Hopkins said he hated the film. He yeah, thought the, the that. film was a total mess. Botch job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, was, uh, he said something like, it was a turning point in my entire career where I just stopped caring. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite, quite tough. Quite something. I mean, how he must have grown up on the Trevor Howard version. I wonder. Well, what well, was he? Grown up on it, 40 but in this? So, yeah, it might have come out when he was a young man. Yeah. He must have seen it as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, it had real potential. It mm. did, didn't it? I don't know where that, they um... where did they go so wrong? Because I really think one where Bly's the sort of the sympathetic character and Christian's the one that you just don't like very much. Or, you know, is a good idea, but they just, yeah. just faltered. Probably tried to go too naturalistic. Yeah. And maybe had a bit of a committee deciding... Making big decisions. Mm. Um, yeah, it felt then, a bit like it wasn't sure if it was an epic or not. And it mm, kind of yeah. just settled on not being a proper film and not being a full on epic. So yeah. it was just in this middle ground where they hadn't really committed to the, the long, drawn out scenes and really getting you into the mood with them. Instead, it was just a normal scene that was just dragged out a bit. And I was like, all right, well, I mean, this, this could have been done in half the time. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Would we compare it perhaps to The Count of Monte Cristo, another oh, film that, that Laura remembers uh, being really, really epic <laughs> and amazing, and it actually fell a little bit flat? Uh, yeah, that, I think that's a great comparison. That two and a bit hour, doesn't quite know what it is type thing, mm. where either they needed to make it a trimmed down, focused story, or they needed to expand and really have you, you know, explore everything, like explore what was going on with Tahiti. I I don't really know what the king was thinking or like what did he like them by the end was he just sad that they were leaving was he really angry with them uh had his whole view of the world changed because like if he thought they were kind of faintly divine and he uh, obviously had so much respect for captain cook to that there was a lot going on there we could have had some scenes that were just the islanders talking to each other Mm. and we could have had i don't know but but we just didn't really see that and and it they started to give us this hint of well, they were they were actually pretty rotten to the islanders, um, and that these islanders were were really being exploited in some ways. But they didn't. But that's as far as they went, and they didn't, you know, yeah, I was show the subtleties of that. I, yeah, I think this might actually have been the most racist. Oh yeah, go on. 
how does history know um, the King Tahiti's reaction to um, Fletcher returning to the island or Tahiti? Well, they made that, they totally made that up for this film, which I'm surprised mm. about given they wanted to make it more accurate. But they, because we know that the mutineers lied to the, to the Tahitian. Yeah. Yeah, how do we know then? Oh, because if there were people there stayed. No, yes, yes. There was at least writing from the time. Again, you never quite know how exactly how accurate it was, but yeah, there were people who stayed behind, and there were other people who visited Tahiti later on and could have, you know, learned these stories. And you know, the Mm. Tahitians themselves would have had some version of it, some yeah, memory of this. But yeah, it's it's a little unclear. But yeah, certainly (laughs) the. The Wikipedia conclusion is that <laughs> is that they did return to the island and were like, "Oh yeah, so we just dropped Bly off and uh, <laughs> we've come back to to uh, do some more work for uh, His Majesty's Royal Navy." Um, how is everything? And it was only later <laughs> on that he found out about this about the mutiny that had happened. I think they did return again and were not as warmly welcomed, right? Yeah. But then did stick around for a while, and that it's just yeah, so much going on there that would have been interesting to see. But instead, we had more uh, moody, establishing shots of rugged coves and with <laughs> fucking synth music. I oh my the god! Synth. From the very start, <laughs> it's my my first note I've got here is like this is meant to be an epic, and they've got men at work to do the soundtrack. It was the eighties, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> that was the epic music. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Thank brilliant. God they didn't get Queen to do it, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just trash. But again, comparing it oh, as we must to we should... the 60s, this sort of John Williams style soundtrack, yeah. We should go through the film and pick Queen songs to fit every moment. Brilliant. <laughs> I think we should do. Oh, you don't know any Queen songs? I forgot about that. Under Pressure would go well with the oh, scene of Mutiny. You're quite right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah just him getting closer to snapping and it's going ding 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 somebody should remake this <laughs> the thing is then we're getting too close to David Bowie appearing as one of the characters and then we've got to have Muppets and oh, then this, it's just all gone yeah. a bit oh the Muppets mutiny on the bounty <laughs> finally a third Muppet movie based on a, a classic novel <laughs> oh, this would be perfect. Oh, who would all the Muppets be? Oh, brilliant. Well, Fletcher Christian would be Kermit. Not in this version, uh, but that's I think if generally. It was, if it was a sympathetic... Yeah, that's um, yeah. the hero was, right. yeah. So the, the Muppets Treasure Island had a human playing Long John Silver, and Kermit was Captain Smollett. Um, maybe something like that would work, where like the 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 human... Could, could Christian be Kermit, and then and then they can no. have like a a person play? It doesn't sound right, does it? Would it be Kermit Sam the Eagle? The I think would have to be Bly. Oh, brilliant! Oh, he would be the oh. I, don't... Could we, I think they would. The Tahitians all be like the pigs. There's always like a huge gang of pigs that just appear for some reason that probably wouldn't get past sort of modern sensibilities. No. Let's say they're all pigs. I don't think that would work. But the pigs are cute in, in the Muppets. Still. <laughs> yeah, I probably couldn't get it. Maybe Kermit would be the king of Tahiti. Yeah, no, he's got to feature a lot more. Yeah, Kermit's you're got right. to be the, the main star. Although we Don't are really what? missing a bounty version where it's from the Tahitians' perspective. Yeah, and it, they, they but it never wouldn't get be called. What would it be called? Because it probably wouldn't be called Mutiny on the Bounty. It would be called like Visit from the Bounty. Visit from the Bounty. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Subtitle: Visit from the Bounty. Colon those damn British. <laughs> You'll be darned. <laughs> those darned British. Yeah. Oh, can't wait. Mm. No, I don't think there's a good Muppet oh, translation. Then, I suppose Miss. P- I think you've got to do Fletcher Christian has to be Kermit, maybe. I, then Miss I Piggy like would be, be. Uh, my meaty. She'd oh, have she to be, be, wouldn't she? No, she would be uh, Bly because she's in love with Kermit, isn't she? <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Kermit's in love with someone else. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and, and she's irrational and not a great leader. And <laughs> yeah, no, Miss Piggy's bly. Well, <laughs> this man will be killed. Hiya! Perfect. <laughs> I think Beaker's obviously the like the naturalist or whatever. <laughs> oh, you'd have to have the two of them, right? Professor, yeah. what's his name, and Beaker doing, yeah, doing work. Yeah, on which, the, which one's the, the alcoholic doctor? <laughs> alcoholic doctor. <laughs> um, oh, he he would be um, he would be the dog Ralph, <laughs> and he's always cracking jokes at inopportune moments. <laughs> Uh, I think we could do something with this. I think the King of Teasy would be... Oh, Who are those old men who are just sarcastic all the time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this has got promise. Yeah, I think we could do something with it. We should, we should write to... Oh, it's, it's Walt Disney now, isn't it? That's probably not going to happen. We might do it. Some, get some low-down person to just add it onto a spreadsheet. You know, I was on yeah, I was on the Muppets uh, Muppets 3D vision the other day. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> Awful. Mm. <laughs> um so maybe does this bring us on then? because um, we I knew we had to get here eventually. Um this this tension between Bly and Christian. This is the first version of this we've seen where I think there might be something in the like homosexual subtext. Do you think? I think it was blatant in this film. What? Yeah. He. Oh, I, hang I on, think... are we doing? Is this symbolism? Yeah. Why not? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love Take the sound of the foot being flipped. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought some something about the way that that Bly was so personally hurt by Christian's mm. betrayal of him and, and Christian's distancing from him seemed to hint at a kind of love for him. Did you see that, Claire? Oh yeah, I thought it was I thought it was just like that's the story they were telling just without saying it, that he was yeah. furiously jealous and that's part of the reason he turned into such a angry, upset person wow. um, yeah. was sort of mean, didn't like, so like making Christian put his jacket on over his sore tattoos because he, he hated to see that he was losing Christian. Well, I that's that very was good. Um, yeah, he wanted Christian, um, even if it wasn't what Christian wanted. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was just like the, the, the uh, very deliberate subtext. Not yeah. so subtext. I mean, I, I thought, thought so. it was on the it was on the nose when they were having them have a conversation about what Christian had been up to, and uh, Christian bit back and he was like, "It's more natural than men who have nothing to restrain." Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of attacking him for his asexuality and his yeah his l- lack of lust somehow, wouldn't they? Very um, yeah, which is particularly hurtful because he is restraining himself. Yeah, <laughs> it's restraining his love for Christian. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I I thought that was a an interesting thread to the film and not overdone. I thought it was good. Mm. Yeah, um, it's part of the reason I liked this version because it, it gave very clear motivation for why he was being such an arse to Christian. God, I just yeah. did not pick up on that. Wow, um, I thought that was <laughs> usually your. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> maybe maybe we're barking up the wrong tree. Maybe we need to take things a bit more literally. This is why we need to film our own version of the mutiny. I and quite agree. Stated explicitly in the script. I am homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> and I am in love with conviction. <laughs> uh, we could have a, a Morgan Freeman voiceover. <laughs> The captain of the ship, a gay man named. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's tricky. Still, I'm I'm glad Fernando that you've uh, 
you've become so interested in this historical episode. You really you bored to, Will. Yeah, if one. you if you want to be uh, a part of the uh, twenty part podcast series that uh, Laura and I are planning to make, exploring all aspects of the incident. Why are you uh, making such a short podcast? We should have <laughs> three hundred episodes on it. Excellent. Well, I'm glad we got you on board. Uh, we, we'll talk details some other time. <laughs> Is this the only example of mutiny in the history of the Royal Navy? Yeah, probably. It was getting close to it, right? Like it, there were other examples, but it was it was nearly unheard of at this time, which I think mm. is another reason it was such a big deal. I think in years gone by, earlier when there wasn't such a sort of uh, professional aspect to to the force, it would get a bit more like that. But um, no, at this time it was unheard of. Hmm. Yeah. Um, what other did notes you, have we got? Go did on. you think this was... I, now I can't really remember the previous versions, but I thought this was a bit mm. racist. Surprise, there was one bit surprise. in particular that got me. Oh, yeah? which What was that? Um, the, uh, the dangerous, nasty yeah. savages on the, yeah. on the second island they were on. That it, again, it felt a bit, like the, um, a bit like the mutiny scene. There was just this chaotic madness that appeared to control everybody in the scene, but particularly, yeah, these these people who were like jumping around, chanting, oh god, yeah. and laughing at them. They weren't behaving like humans; they were behaving like animals. Mm-hmm. And I, so we know that there were hostile islanders in these areas sometimes, um, but I just can't bring myself to believe that they acted like that. And particularly if they if they ever acted like that, it was for some reason that. That we should, we ought to You've have learned a bit context. more of. Yeah. yeah, that it was just the scene with the Savage Islanders mm-hmm. that acted erratically and yelled at them and murdered one of them, and yeah, that was that was poor. Even Tahiti, I thought they again they needed a bit more time. It wasn't so bad, but it yeah. What did you think? Oh, um, yeah, even t- yeah. We do, again, we just don't get really any depth of any time with Tahitians, anything from their perspective. They're, they're just yeah. happy savages in this version. Mm. I thought at least they gave King Taina a bit of humanity by the end where he was upset that his daughter was leaving, but that was yeah, that's being generous. Yeah, and it was just that he was upset his daughter was leaving. Um, mm. they, they could have, you know, had how, what enormous changes did he see in his kingdom in the six months that the mutineers were there, there must have been so much, so much that could have been said about the way he was, you know, the ruler of this island and the people's opinions and and views within it. Mm. Uh, you could ask for too much, but I, I'm asking for something, <laughs> a little something. Um, even I thought the 60s version was a little better for that. They, they seemed to humanise the characters a little bit better. Um. Yeah. This one was more like breast. <laughs> yes, we got a lot of boobs, didn't we? I don't know what happened between 1962 and 1986, but somebody, I don't know if that was the Hayes code, code being lifted or something, they were like, don't worry, guys, we don't have to hint at breasts anymore. <laughs> um, and again, fine, like I, I, my understanding is that that was, uh, that was accurate at that time. Um, I think it, I feel like yeah. the camera didn't have to linger quite as yeah. much. Yeah, that's the that's <laughs> yeah, it the wasn't problem. the only thing that happened on the island. <laughs> <laughs> it's like each shot was framed nicely just to capture them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a shame. Um, and again, so in <laughs> well, we knew I was going to do this. We knew I was going to go on about the version from the sixties. <laughs> there was a scene with them fishing. There was a scene with them dancing there was a scene with them uh talking about this or that there, there was a bit more a bit more variety in that rather than just ah oh, they had boobs here you go <laughs> would I you have you i hope you enjoy this scene lads it was a bit more <laughs> like maybe there's a story here i feel like that was the effort to get it down to six reels was we'll cut out that interesting bit we just want yeah. like just the protein, just the tension, yeah. just the boobs. Um, 
and yeah, you really missed out on a lot of, you know, there were a lot of characters to learn about. They, they introduced a lot of characters and didn't necessarily tell you a lot about most of them. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I get, as I say, yeah, trying to be an epic, but also trying to be a, a, a normal, yeah, sub to our film and just failing on both accounts. Yeah. Having said all this, you, you liked it better than, than Trevor Howard and Marlon Brando. Yes. Oh, yeah. A and Clark Gable and Charles Lott. Did you? Yeah, I liked I liked how they went into Bly's motivation in this one a lot yeah. more. Yeah. Um I feel like he was a lot more relatable as a character and mm. a lot more nuanced. And I I don't know, I don't think that I think that Christian wasn't didn't come across to me as just out of order and terrible. Um, no, they did sympathise with him. He wasn't yeah. totally demonised. I mean, showing us at the end that he gives this noble he doesn't lie to them. I think we're meant mm. to he's winning some favour with us. Um, I also think he was he was mistreated by Bly. Um, he was sort of mm. given this position that he never really asked for, and then Bly held him to a standard that he hadn't made clear he expected, um, and then was treated quite cruelly at points and reacted badly to that. Um, yeah, I feel like Bly was a bad leader, and and yeah, I thought it went into that aspect of it a lot better than the other films. They didn't have Bly just as this awful leader, more as an incompetent leader, which I think is, yeah, more believable. Yeah. More engaging. Mm. Mm. I also thought this film did their voyage better. I mean, the 62 version doesn't have it at all, you know, in, in their mm. in their boat. Yeah. Um, mm. The 35 one is fine, whatever, but... Um... Yeah, the only problem with this film is that we killed the girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez. Um, yeah, the yeah, only this, problem with was... this one is it's a foregone conclusion, so it still wasn't that interesting. Oh yeah, because we've seen him in the courtroom, right? We've seen him in the court. Yeah. yeah. Like you're not adding anything new to that part of the story, even though it's you know it's a part worth telling because it's such an epic feat of seamanship. Yeah. But we yeah, don't, I guess yeah, you want we... to know how they did it and yeah. whether any of them died along the way. Um, but the, but they didn't. That, I suppose that was the... They could have made more out of that, which is that he got them all back, apart from that one mm. guy who died on that island. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They could have done a bit more with it. Even just another minute or so just put in through there to tell more of a story with it. I don't yeah. know. Like I made such a brilliant mutiny on the bounty film. <laughs> well, we've already fleshed one out with the Muppets. So. <laughs> yeah, there's a few different options here, aren't there? I, I think we're due another bounty film. Oh, this it's came the, out I know. nearly 40 years ago. We're breaking pattern. Maybe there's one in the works. Maybe. Let's look it up. New Mutiny on the Bounty film. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> there was a TV movie in 2011. <laughs> TV movie. <laughs> I don't know why it was a TV. So it's though the appetite wasn't there for it. Yeah. Imagine. Mm, it doesn't seem like there's one in the works, but maybe they're keeping it uh, under wrap. Oh well. Mm, it's disappointing. Well, that's fine. That gives us gives us time. Yeah, it gives us time to work on our own bounty. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be four and a half hours long and forty percent of it will be on Tahiti. <laughs> And another forty percent will be them settling on Pitcairn. Yeah, and there'll be a bit at the end with real life interviews from actual islanders <laughs> in Pitcairn, who are all called like Christian and Brown. And also, Errol Flynn will be in it. And Errol Flynn will be in it, <laughs> and he'll and he'll be playing Christian. And he'll have the poshest accent you can possibly imagine. <laughs> the the most clipped, most BBC sounding voice that could possibly be be seen on screen. I can't wait. Wonderful. Um, I think I've I've given you all of my all of my views. Yeah. Hmm. It was alright. <laughs> Started off well. Okay, until they got yeah. on the boat. Even a bit past the ten minutes into them sailing from England, I was still very much like, "This is a great version." Yeah, um, I liked all the setup, all the exposition. We were at Christian's house, we were at Bly's house. 
Yeah, we saw Bly's little children. Yeah. And, yeah. They were good pals. And uh, yeah, I want to know about this uh, this thing with uh, with Christian and his cousin. Yes. Um, me too. <laughs> Isabella, <laughs> he names the names the Tahitian girl after his cousin who spurned him. Yeah. So much more to tell. <laughs> so overall, if we if we absolutely had to go thumbs up or thumbs down, where are we all, Fernando? Uh thumbs sideways. No, I'm gonna have I would to give push you for an answer. Thumbs up. Thumbs up, yes. Claire? I'm very thumbs sideways on this one. It was, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can say it was good. Can you say it was bad? It's because it's relative to other bounty-like films. <laughs> I feel like um, I can't say it was bad because those were worse. I don't want to put o- it in the same category. Overall film, maybe all, all of the cat, all films in the category are bad. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that I, th- I think this was bad. But the sin. What? What's the way? With thumbs up from Fernando, thumbs down from Claire. Laura? One up, one down. <laughs> Keep moving. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need an answer from you, Laura. <laughs> oh, thumbs now. Thumbs up. I had a good time. Yeah. I think all in all, I'm a thumbs up as well. Um, but I guess we were all quite middling about it. A, an interesting film. Thank you for picking it, Laura. Oh, you're welcome. Wait. Now we really have to watch the silent Australian movie. Well, the two silent ones, and one of them is silent. Yeah. I'm not sure if the second one is silent as well. Yeah, we're going to have to watch both of them. Yes. <laughs> Mutiny off the Bounty 1910. <laughs> can uh, look into that one. <laughs> I, th- I feel like we also need a newer film, an epic that tells the Passion of the Christ, uh, a retelling it, well, actually a telling of the Passion of the Christ, but epic, as in I want to make it compelling. I want to believe in Christ by watching this film. Oh, Um, I like it. Yeah. That is an ambitious target. Muppets, Passion of the Christ. (laughs) And who's Kermit? Christ. I think we know, yeah. Kermit's Christ, okay. (laughs) <laughs> Miss Piggy in this one Mary Magdalene? No Doesn't quite sound right <laughs> We'll work on that one Got a lot of Muppets films to workshop <laughs> Yes <laughs> <laughs> Shall I play the music? I'm ready <laughs> I think it's uh, Claire's turn to pick. Yeah, I feel like I've not picked in ages. No, you haven't, because you were the first in the last go-round. Oh. So we've had, you, you picked Les Visiteurs, and now we've had another six films without you picking any. Wow. Well, I have chosen a film. I've had six films to decide. Yep. Uh, and so I'm going to make a panic decision, having not thought much about it, and yeah. chose With Neil and I. <gasps> oh. Oh. Say again? With Neil and I. Uh, oh, great. 1987. Yeah, that's the one. 